Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. Welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, this is Rob Cedeno, joined by my co-host. Oh, oh, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. That's B-I-V-I-A-N-S, for I am the one true woe daddy of Bivians, I-N-C. And listen, this podcast ages like fine wine. Because tonight, we're on episode 49, Whoa, daddy. <laughs> that sounded like that could have been a 69 one, but that worked. That worked. So so today, as you guys saw on social media, we are joined by Brent, who was here last week. Welcome back again. And we got Shawnee D in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who don't know, we are going to be talking about our top five horror films in our opinion. And I'm... From the discussion that we had prior to hitting record, it Emphasis. seems like it's going to be an interesting opinion. one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you yeah, can't be what scary movie is without a bowl of popcorn. So I'm just saying, I'm ready. Okay. I'm predicting, yeah, I, I should have got that too. I'm predicting predicting a couple of uh, verbal brawls on this yeah. in this one at some point. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, Shawnee G, Brent, how have you guys been? been good man living the dream baby exactly nice nice (laughs) andy you had any shows this week uh i did uh i helped out with um outlaw and queens which was a lot of fun a lot i would love to do that again so much fun uh but yeah i was there thursday and then just pretty much chilling the rest of the week work work very nice. Very Where nice. were you for the for the birthday party yesterday, bro? Training. He's training. Uh, I wasn't invited. One. Uh, one. <laughs> I did not control the invitations. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> Damn, under the bus. Listen. Under nah, the bus. I kind of, I kind of figured, but you know. 
And I'm surprised, and honestly, I'm surprised when I was told that Andy was invited because pretty much everyone else that was invited either that's had that's kids what I or were family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't control a lot of things nowadays. Yeah, oh, join the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, two, the two guys engaged ready to get married. Hey, you guys are making this better and better every week for me. I know you guys want you want in, Andy. You want this life, right? You want this life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you guys are doing. I listened to last week. Heard your comments. I've I've had private conversations with both of you guys, and man, you guys are making this sound like this is the worst fucking thing you've ever endured in your life. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't know. Every night I go to bed, there's a gun next to me, pointed in my direction. You You better not dream about it. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Sarah doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't know if Taylor does, but Sarah doesn't, so I'm good. (laughs) I'm good, too. I'm good, too. Yeah. I'm good. Don't worry. Um, I'll so, tell Gina all right, yo, to Cheech, send in both. Chill out over there, Cheech. Sorry, Chong. <laughs> I'll tell Gina to send Sarah and Taylor. Uh, private text <laughs> how awesome the episode is especially the opening oh it's the greatest hey. thing you've ever heard yeah, just, just <laughs> skip ahead just skip ahead five minutes anyway what's going on in the news, Rob? <laughs> uh <laughs> this week was banks second birthday so that was cool uh he got spoiled uh he has this giant ass car that's right next to me that i don't know what the fuck to do with it teach him really to drive don't. no it's like oh what he got a big wheels like a big wheels without that's not battery powered. That's like the old school like Flintstone. Oh, it's like Fred Flintstone. You got to do it with your feet. <laughs> yeah, but it's like huge. It's like a it's like a truck version, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a blue truck with a yellow like convertible top. You know what's hilarious about that is um, Taylor's dad pulled that out, and he just sat in that car for mad long, and like Taylor's trying to get him to open the rest of the presents. He was like ignoring everything and just chilling in that fucking truck. <laughs> I had to like grab it and like hide it behind a table and he didn't notice at first and then when he noticed it was gone he was like where's my car (laughs) dude where's my car (laughs) and then and then my father decided to get his hand ran over by a uh what's it called like a steamroller what yeah (laughs) Chubbs Peterson. So his hand made of wood, real sturdy. So apparently his like thumb is fucked, and his like pointer finger is pretty fucked, and he had to go get surgery, and like we don't know how bad it is. He's a stubborn Dominican that. Huh? Was he laying in a road while they were fixing the street? I have no idea. It was like he was in the um, he works in a shop now. So it might have been a smaller version of a steamroller, but still. But he's uh, he's being a stubborn Dominican, and he's not really uh, telling me what happened in detail. So he's just like, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. He's embarrassed. He might be sad. Might be embarrassed. I don't know. But So uh, did you guys see that Bitcoin hit 67000 this week and Ethereum hit its all-time high? And Shiba – which I've shit on a lot of times, has like skyrocketed through the roof and apparently is getting listed on Robinhood tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh. I had no idea about that. Yeah. That's big. 
Yeah, I think that's why it's been pumping the last week or so. I think it's on the oh. news. That that 67, baby. I mean, it fell back down to 59, so now it's dancing back. It's, it's way back up. But Ethereum hit its all-time high. Man, get ready. It's getting early. This is the start. This is only lap one. It's about to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Bigger and better. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Me either. Sean. I know that we discussed this. Dune came out this week. Did you go see it? No, Gina and I are going to go see it next week. We're actually um, going to see, see it in IMAX next week. Nice. Um, I saw it. We actually um, I saw a trailer for last night when I told Griffin to see uh, Venom 2. And I kind of decided, you know, I've seen the trailers on TV. Then I saw the trailer in the movie and I kind of decided to get to the Dolby screen and see it in IMAX next week. What? Every I might week, watch at least it somebody has though. to have robot voice. Yeah, everybody. So, uh, <laughs> one time. No one could have um, this better than did, though. We, we can make out what you were saying, though, Sean. Have any of you guys ever have... seen the original one? A uh, long time ago. I started, I started watching it, and I... I didn't fall asleep because it was boring. It was just really late. So I'm, I'm going to go back and finish watching it. Gina, you know, saw it years and years and years ago. And then when it got announced that this was they're remaking it, she went back and watched the uh, original. On, it's on HBO Plus or whatever the hell it's called right now. And she, like, fucking, she fucking hates it. She thinks it's like the worst movie ever. That's <laughs> funny. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't hold up apparently. Um, I started watching it, like I said, I probably made it about a half hour in and fell asleep and not much happened in that time period. I didn't hate it. I didn't feel bad at the way she feels about it now, apparently, but, um, I'm going to have to go back and finish that up at some point this week, maybe even tonight when we get off this, um, if we're not watching something else we're heavily invested in right now. What? Um, so Andy, you put this on our news list. I didn't see this. Mel Gibson to star in John Wick TV series? Yeah, apparently this is John Wick TV series coming out. And I, he is going to be, I believe, one of the uh, one of the assassins. Oh, interesting. I, read that, but... I, I heard a while back that they were going to do a show based on like the hotel. It's called The Continental or something. Um... I, didn't know about, I didn't hear nothing about Mel Gibson being in it. Yeah. I love the movie. So like... Yeah, me too. I haven't seen it. the most recent one yet. Oh, I, so I still have not seen any of them. They're fun. I got them. I got the first two on DVD. If you want to borrow them, I think, I think they're all on one of the streaming services we have. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they are. I mean, everything's on streaming now. <laughs> yeah. In case you can't find it, I got you. Right. This is like another one of the things that everybody hyped up, and I just ignored it because that's how I am when everybody flips out about stuff. And now that the um. All the dust has seemed to settle with these movies. Uh, I mean, I'll probably go check them out sooner than later. I mean, I will say I like the movies. They are maybe slightly overrated because I feel like there's not like anything necessarily like innovative about them more than any other action movies. So he fucks a bunch of people up, and but it's still cool to watch people get fucked up. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys see? I thought this was a cool story. We shared this on our. Uh, Social stories. Vin Diesel walked Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle. Thought that was kind of a heartfelt story. Very, very heartfelt. Very sweet. And um, too bad it wasn't 
um, The Rock, d- the Dwayne, as <laughs> Jan get a run in. would say. <laughs> Should we get uh, a run in rock? Get a run in rock bottom. What's up, with, what's, what, what's up with that? Why do they hate each other so much? Oh, I have no idea. I've seen articles like the headlines. It's like Rock explains his beef with Vin Diesel, but I never care enough to click on him and read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, it has something here. to do. Exactly. I think it has something to do with like Rock being so busy that he's like not available to shoot more Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> and that's. Bro. And that's why they, they had to need, like do the spinoff. Or they don't need to. There's like fucking twenty-seven of them. <laughs> Apparently, the next one's the last one. That's what I heard. No, they're doing two more. Oh, two ten and more. eleven. Oh, okay, okay. And then who knows? They Jeez. they always say it's the last one. If it makes a bunch of money, they'll make more. Same that's thing with true. the purge. This last purge I, I was supposed not, to be the last one, and then the others are going to make more. I haven't seen the most recent purge. Me, me neither. I haven't, I haven't seen the last. I haven't. I've only seen the first two actually. I think I've seen the. There's four. That's the fourth one, right? No, five. There's five. One of them's a prequel, though. Oh, I then I, I saw the third up to three. I haven't seen a fast movie since Tokyo Drift. I just gave up after that one. <laughs> oh, fast and Furious, they're, I've they're seen all of them. They're fine for what they are, but yeah, you know, yeah. you're not messing too much. Tokyo Drift is about a race. <laughs> Remember, it used to just be about a race. Now it's like space and shit, but... Um, right. This you next story, we stealing DVD players now. They're <laughs> saving the world. Yeah, true. <laughs> this next story, we just added uh, Tyson versus Paul. Is that is that a thing? Is that confirmed? It's someone <laughs> going to die, and it's gonna be Paul, and Tyson is gonna knock him. Unless it's like Mayweather, I and Mayweather so. carries the mat, the fight. But Tyson's not a fighter like Mayweather. Tyson's Tyson's right. I hope you're right, Andy, because other people should have knocked this motherfucker out <laughs> and his brother on top of it, but they haven't. True. It's true. Floyd is understandable, is- though. Floyd is a money guy, so of course he's gonna let it like last and go the distance because. Listen, I, and, and right, and you're right. My faith, for the most part, is in Tyson that he's still the fighter at his core, but there's still that little part of me that's just... Tyson will kill. Well, and to that point, like, Mayweather, even though Mayweather pro- probably could have knocked him out and just didn't because he was toying with him, he's not, Mayweather's not really a knockout guy where Tyson, like, he just tries to kill you, like, mm, right true. away. So, like... <laughs> good point. Good point. There's good those point. pictures where, where Mayweather did knock him out. Yeah, and he, like, carried, he literally carried him. <laughs> So, Tyson's not going to do that. Tyson's a different type of crazy. Well, he has said that he didn't like the person he was when he was fighting, so he might have gotten a little soft. He could probably still swing for, you know, swinging to death, but uh, he. I saw an interview. He was like, I hated the person I was when I was fighting. I don't, yeah, like, I don't like being that person anymore. Like well, still- let's hope he figures out a way to go back into some of that mindset. Because I want to see this asshole and his brother both fall off the face of the earth. And to segue a little bit on something completely unrelated, but I I really hope this doesn't turn into like, not really a segue, but more of a lame comparison. I hope that this Tyson, the supposed Tyson, Jake, or Logan, whatever, they're both asshole fights, um, doesn't look like a, a Jericho Junior Dos Santos um, 
pull apart <laughs> oh. <on> WTV. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to talk about that. All I know is that if, <laughs> if uh, Logan Paul wins, I'm going to say, this is ludicrous. <laughs> My back. My back is broken. It, it was final. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I swear. If 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 he knocks out Tyson, which is never gonna happen, but if he does, I'm never watching boxing ever again. The shit is fixed. I hope you didn't just jinx the entire world by saying that. I guess we'll find I'm out. I'm just saying. Just saying. All yeah, right, knock on wood, bro. We got two more news stories. We could hit them up real quick. One, uh, the Eternals. It has been getting pretty good reviews, uh, early reviews so far. Uh, everything I'm reading. No, no spoiler. I didn't see any <laughs> <Okay>. spoilers. No, <laughs> okay. no, no. All I've heard is that it's really good. So, like all the reviews I've seen is good, and that it changes the entire MCU, and that don't spoil it. I guess it's going to be like Endgame, like how they were doing like a campaign for Endgame, like don't spoil it, don't spoil it. They're doing that for this movie, so it has to be. You know what's funny about that, though? I saw the the social media post you made about that. Like, Disney saying don't spoil it. You know what that made me do? Go look up what the spoiler was. <laughs> so you I ruined it? To, you ruined it, it for I, yourself? Yeah, I, I know what the... Well, I know what the end credit scene is. Oh, I don't okay, know anything okay. else. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's like, hey, son, I know you just turned 18, but don't <laughs> go to that club that says 18 plus only. Don't do it. <laughs> but I got a fake ID though. Well, I'm excited for that, so I'm I'm gonna go out and see that one. Um, yeah. So the last news story—that's what we should do. We should or watch along for it. Go see Eternals in the theater and do a podcast in the movie theater. They'll love that. If people watching the movie <laughs> with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> do a watch along, talk about it the entire time we're watching. And now this is when he walks in. <laughs> oh. Um, all right, so last news story is Hayden Christensen is coming back as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader for the Ahsoka Disney Plus series. Uh, I'm seeing this all over, so it's got to be a pretty big story. Uh, people are saying that maybe they could fix some plot holes from the first three movies, maybe get a little deeper in Anakin's, uh, you know, why he kind of le- leaned toward the dark side, all that stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm excited to see him come back uh, and to see him be a part of that and have that'd be cool if they actually do, if they are able to close certain things. Um, it's funny. I actually, they, apparently at Comic-Con, they made that when he was there and he went and he lit up one of the uh, buildings red with the Sith, oh, that's cool. it, which was pretty dope. Um, so, I mean, I've seen what they, they did with like um, Mark Hamill coming back. And like his involvement and stuff, so it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I'm I kind of feel two different ways about this. Um, like I love Revenge of the Sith; it was one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, I I never thought Hayden Christian <laughs> did a good job. Thought his acting was a little, you know, not very uh, favorable for the most part. But the story is fantastic. But I do like the um, the continuity of having the same actors reprise their roles. So we'll see see how it goes. 
Word. Uh, nothing to add for me to. I'm a pretty casual uh, Star Wars fan, and I haven't even watched The Mandalorian yet, so I don't even know who this Ashoka person is. Well, I know she's played by Rosario Dawson, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of her. But uh, so, but yeah, I'll catch up on it eventually. But yeah, like Sean said, I didn't really care about Christensen one way or the other. Really, I don't really care if he's coming back. It's fine. <laughs> Word. All right. So one last question before we end out the uh, the news section. Andy, have you uh, watched any Office? <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have. Seen a couple episodes. One on a on a two day binge. Watched a couple episodes. And you only watched a couple? I mean, I had other stuff I needed to do, but <laughs> I did watch a fair amount. Fair amount. Mm. Do, uh, I'm gonna say it now before we get there. Rob looks like unconvinced. That this on off love story. I do like that's the only thing that's like Andy, you have less than two months to watch. Basically seven and a half seasons. Yep. We, I was still a regular part of this thing when the <laughs> challenge was in. That was ten months ago. Bro, I couldn't get into it. I tried. I couldn't get into it. But now I got a little flow. We've been in a pandemic. We've been in a pandemic. What, is, what does that tell you, though? I couldn't get into it, even in a pandemic when I had nothing to do. We warned you from the get-go that the first couple seasons was going to be a little, you know, you got to push yourself a little bit. But apparently, Mr. B.I.V.I. doesn't like to apply himself. Bro, we forewarned you. Warned you, bro. You don't apply yourself, man. This nah, is your man. podcast. Like a rocket bootstraps or something to get through that. Nah, this is we warned you, man. You had all of you had I had the warning. I still couldn't get through it. Oh, <laughs> Andy. You don't apply yourself, bro. And now I'll this apply. is your podcast. This is your uh, show. We're coming. We are coming down to the wire, and you are not prepared for your own shit. What I do best, actually, that makes it even better. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. So, Andy, you have less than two months. You got this a lot. Is the face that like a disappointed gotta, dad. I feel like, I feel like we have to like to test him to see if he's actually watched it when we do the episode. We have to write questions down. <laughs> About oh, things trivia. like office trivia, yeah. and see how well he does. Does anyone have the game office trivia? It's like Sean. I, 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 it's not. I have an office trivia type game that. Here, listen, guys, this is easy. We just throw out some obscure quotes, and we don't need to know fucking trivia game. We throw out some no. I think it'd be quotes. fun to do trivia actually, because then it would quiz him for see if he's actually watched it. <laughs> and then it could trigger memories for us. All that game is going to do is validate and like feed our own egos. No, but we'll be asking the questions to him. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we won't. Say, we I'm won't gonna... be playing. We'll ask I'm the down. questions to him. I'm down. No. All right. All this. All right. Now he's taking it as a challenge. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. he's down to go down. We have to challenge him. Damn, Jim. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the results of this are going to be no, daddy. <laughs> Office sex romance. Yeah. Which couple? Romance of which couple, huh? The uh Steve Cottrell's character Steve Cottrell? Steve Cottrell! I mean, I mean, uh, you know what I meant. Boo this man! Boo, Boo this man. <laughs> Keep going, I love it. Keep going. All right. What let's... a what a heel. Let's do this. Let's jump into the movies. Let's jump into the movies. Let's jump into the movies. So, obviously, this is our top five scary movies in like our 20, sorry. opinion. <laughs> or top 20 between the four of us, but top five between uh, in our opinion. Who wants, who wants to start and what order should we go in? Yeah, you probably should have discussed that before we started recording. No, it's okay. That's why we're. You know what? Why doesn't Brent go first since it was his idea? Facts. Well, I was gonna say let Sean kick it off since I was here last week and Sean hasn't been on in a while. Okay, okay. So, so Sean goes Sean first. Go, then I'll go, and then you guys decide who you want to go. All right, rock oh, paper man. scissors. Rock paper scissors. <laughs> rock go, paper shoot. Rock paper scissors says shoot. Brent, this is right. your idea. I go and, third. Um, Andy goes last. <laughs> you want you want to <laughs> defer to me, Sean? You want me to go first? Yes, sir. Are we going to start with honorable mentions or start with the top five? Top. Yeah, honorable mentions go last. Yeah. Before yeah. We start this, I would just like to say that I'm very happy that this is the first top anything that we've done in the Disaster Party podcast that I'm actually going to get through. Just want to throw that out there. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Because one time I was a robot. One time I got kicked off because I got frozen. Another time I had to literally switch um from the laptop to the ipad so it's the first you one did I it, you didn't know that was going to happen then you don't know that's going to happen now i'm just saying oh, i know for a fact because we on episode um, 49 and i'm feeling fine well daddy let's go i'm hoping sean lasts the whole time because on the top 10 wrestlers episode he his battery died and he left early <laughs> I'm plugged in, I, baby. I thought oh, okay. I thought he left because he was disgusted that Rob's number one was Kenny Omega, but that's a whole other story. Uh, he was uh, he's he's tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, Brent. If you want to start out, um, maybe since this was your idea, kind of explaining what was your idea for the top five and kind of like maybe your what got your list going. Like, did you go by critics? Did you go by fan score did you go by personal experience yeah yeah basically just personal experience these, these are just i'm not even necessarily these are the top five best horror movies of all time they're just the, the five that i like watching the most i have the most okay. fun watching because to me watching horror movies is all about having fun and that's why i like when you emphasize in our opinion because some people ain't gonna like some of these movies <laughs> but uh to start <laughs> to, to, to kick it off though number five on my top five it is an adaptation of a story by the man some people say is the master of horror, the master of the macabre, Stephen mm. King. And it mm. is. And I got visual aids for those who remember from the video game episode because I still got <laughs> DVDs because I'm old school. My number five is Pet Cemetery. Nice. Oh. I'm assuming the original. Oh yeah, the remake is trash. <laughs> Hated that remake. Um, That's a fact. 
So, and this is like the one movie in my top five too, where like I don't even know if I can really explain why I like this movie so much. I just like, I love the story. I like the like supernatural element. The whole for those who haven't seen it, it's about like a Indian burial ground where if something or someone dies and you bury it there, it might not stay dead for too long. And the story's really about like grief, like what grief can drive you to do. And uh, I love Fred Gwynn in this movie. He had a great performance. I love Fred Gwynn for those who know who Fred Gwynn is. Uh, Herman Munster. And also the judge from My Cousin Vinny, probably his best role ever. <laughs> um, and you know, so it's, it's probably my favorite Stephen King adaptation. Cool. And he's gonna pop up a lot on this list. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I I did enjoy Pet Cemetery for sure. I did not I did forgot about that, honestly. It's not on my list or honorable mentions. But I did enjoy that when I watched the last my, time. I, Sean. Oh, just jumping in like that, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> All right. My number five. Unless you had this more to say, actually... Brent, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. I'm good. Oh, okay. Let's no, keep I... let's keep it rolling, baby. Let's keep it rolling. We got, right, of, number, we got a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah, right. My number five is a sequel, actually, um, by Rob Zombie, Devil's Rejects. Oh, I thought you were about to say Halloween, to... too. I was about to stab you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But this was the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. And while I don't hate House of a Thousand Corpses, it's these two movies are very very different movies house of a thousand corpses was more so an over-the-top kind of 80s style twisted texas chainsaw massacre type of movie this one devil's rejects completely just completely different movie this movie was brutal this movie was (laughs) gritty um i love the characters in this movie, like these people, uh, the Firefly fam- family, they don't give a shit about anybody. Um, and it's like a fucking manhunt. And it's just, you know, Otis, I fucking love that guy. Like, if I could find a way to um, turn Otis into like a professional wrestler, that'll be incredible. <laughs> Yo, can I say something about Otis real quick? Because I watched these movies recently. I wanted because I wanted to watch the new one, the Three from Hell. So I rewatched. I haven't seen. I have not seen that one yet either. Um, I, I liked it. It was pretty good. But uh, the actor who plays Otis reminds me of Will Forte, and like I can only what? picture. <laughs> what? Look at his face and the way some, the, the way he talks. Some of the things he says is like I can see Will Forte playing that character, and it makes me look at the character completely different. Fuck! Does Otis remind you of MacGruber? MacGruber. Getting in and out of super tricky situations, MacGruber. But no, like yeah, like this this movie is just brutal and. It's hard to say. It's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know whether to classify this as like a horror movie or like a serial killer movie. I guess that could be horror, whatever. Um, I was almost going to say that. These people are just brutal. I was almost going to say that. It's almost, it's kind of, 
like you said, the first one is definitely Hormer. It's kind of like classic, like homage to, like you said, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This one's more like almost like a crime movie. I mean, it's definitely got like scary okay. elements to it, but yeah, it's kind of almost like a yeah natural born killers kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's the the brutality of it and the fact that these people just are just like evil at the core. They don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves. But at the same time, there's this weird like these people don't care and they're evil, but their family. And they kind of like really love each other and care about each other in this really weird, like twisted way. And there's something sweet and beautiful about that. <laughs> but anyway, like I think I like I, I like all Rob Zombies. I like most of Rob Zombies movies. I think he has a way of really setting a mood with his movies. But anyway, so yeah, Devil's Rejects my top five or my number five of the okay. top five. Nice, okay. nice. Um. My list is pretty ridiculous, especially the first two picks. So, uh, yeah, right <laughs> number five, uh, it came out in 1978. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Can I just say this movie? I have seen more times than I could probably remember. This is the cover. <laughs> and Arr, it, it like is pirates? It, Yeah. Uh <laughs> it just this is such a B horror film that it's so so bad that it's almost great. And just seeing these like plastic tomatoes like rolling through cities and just eating people and shit and just I don't know if you guys uh realize or remember that there was an actual cartoon too. Oh, it was like yeah. an animated series, like a two yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, w- I mean. That's so weird. Now that I think of it, why would they pick that of all things to make it to a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to just say that that's my number five because I just remember just like, even as a kid, I just saw how ridiculous these movies were that I was like, this is so great. It's bad. It's so bad. It's great. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, we before we came on, like before we started going live, <laughs> recording, whatever, Rob said that he was gonna have some shit on here that <laughs> was just gonna be all, off the wall. Nobody else is gonna have on their list, or people are just gonna disappoint. Shit on for. Not disappointed at all. You you hit the nail on the you head. You came through, bro. I came it's, through. <laughs> that's one. I love it. <laughs> so have you guys, have you guys seen that? Have you seen it? Of course. Oh, okay. of course. I, I think I might have seen it a really long time ago. I don't really remember it. Now I kinda wanna go watch it. <laughs> it's you know, so that, bad. Was, that was something I, I said before we started recording. It's like I can't wait to get some like crazy shit so I can go back and watch it later. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Andy, your turn. Uh, check if it's streaming on anything right now. Uh so- I'll look. <laughs> For mine, it's my 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 fifth pick. is a little funny. Um, it's not a repeat, but it is. I feel I couldn't choose when I was thinking about this because I love both equally. But uh, my number five is a Rob Zombie film, and it's House of a Thousand Corpses. Wow. Okay. okay, all right. <laughs> I 
love that movie. I love the feel that it was like a Texas Chainsaw feel to it. Um, you didn't really know like who was killing who or like what like um, the main antagonists were until you got like halfway through the movie. Then you see everybody down in the cellar. You see Dr. Satan is an actual person and he's like working on somebody who's like... Was he though? Like what the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, he was a person thing-ish. But <laughs> yeah, I loved... I And I love Devil's Rejects too. And um, Three from Hell was really good too. But House of a Thousand Corpses, I'll never forget... Um, Chris Hardwick jumping out. Dr. Satan! Hey, Dr. Satan! Yeah, and then half hour later, he's a fish man. No, <laughs> that's, that's Rain Wilson. Oh, my bad. You're right. You're right. And oh, actually, it's, yeah. It's funny, too, because this is one of those movies that I hated it the first time I saw it. But the I more times that, I watched we saw it, it in the theater together. Yeah, and I we hated it. it. I was like, what was that <laughs> shit? And when I watched it more later on, I, I kind of started to appreciate it more. And it, what's funny is that the first time we saw it, I didn't know who Rain Wilson was. I didn't watch The Office or anything. I don't even know. That was before, before The Office, the probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, then I when I watched it later, I was like, oh, shit, it's, uh, it's Dwight Schrute. He's getting turned to a fish man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too. If you guys own the DVD and just let the DVD play on the menu screen for a while, Captain Spaulding just, like, talks shit for, like, a good, like, half hour. Yeah, Hit play, you dumbass. Or something. <laughs> I, used to, I used to have it. I, I remember that, yep. R.I.P. Sid Haig, by the way. Right? <laughs> oh, Brent. Uh, Killer Tomatoes is on Tubi. Yeah, Pluto, I just looked it up. It's on everything. And Amazon. <laughs> it yeah. must, be in the, must be in the public domain. Tubi? Yo, don't sleep, don't sleep on... <laughs> I think I'm the only one that got that, Sean. But uh, don't sleep on Tubi. Tubi has some really good uh, B movies on there. It does, and it's it has free. some good like old TV shows too. Yeah. All right. It's better than Crackle, uh, that's for sure. Oh, Crackle sucks. Crackle sucks ass. <laughs> it sucks back to you. Ass. Back to you, Brent. All right, number four, right? Number four. My number four movie, uh, this one over Visual Aid. I used to have the DVD. I don't know what happened to it. I think I let someone borrow it and never got it back. Eric. But it, <laughs> probably. But uh, it is Child's Play, the original Child's Play. Oh, okay. Um, I just, I love Chucky. Uh, and this obviously is his introduction. This was the first one where, you know, they, before Chucky started getting a little too funny, cracking jokes and stuff. And uh, he was pretty just sadistic and, you know, slitting throats and stabbing people. And uh, I, I just, I like this movie. I like the way it's shot, the point, like the point of view shots where you like, you'd see the little guy run around and how the movie kind of tricks you a little bit at first, maybe like thinking, is this little kid actually killing people <laughs> or like what's going on? But uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously Chucky's uh, one of the legendary horror icons. And this is his introduction and my number four uh, horror movie. Nice, nice. Right. I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, yeah. Chuck, Child's Play is awesome. I hate the, first, the new one. Yeah, it wasn't great. Which one? The new one, the brand new one that just came out. Oh, the remake with like the buddy doll? Yeah. Wait, was Not that the, the TV oh, show? April, April, April Lovegate? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. one wasn't great. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I, I didn't I didn't like 
how they removed like the voodoo element and it was just like malfunctioning AI. Yeah, exactly. Because then I it's like kind of cool, just because like. But it almost that... made me feel bad for the doll, because it was just a doll that was messing up. <laughs> like he doesn't know any better. <laughs> he <That's> really didn't. <laughs> or like like Chucky is like actually like an evil person that transferred his soul into the doll and he's killing people just because he likes to because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> But, but at the same time, then you're saying you feel bad for a machine that's murdering people. I know, but and there's actually that's... a part. There's actually a part in the movie where the dolls like they're trying to stop it. And he's like, "No, Andy, like, why are you doing this?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm about to." Cry. Yeah, they made it. They made the <laughs> doll Chucky. come off so innocent and like yeah, sweet. Yeah, poor Chucky. Like, he's just trying to be your friend. Yeah. But in real life, AI is way scarier than voodoo. That's, that is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and it could happen too. That's the scary part. Yeah. Right, and we we don't live in New Orleans, so I'm not worried about the voodoo. <laughs> All right, Sean, numero four. All right, so you guys might argue with this um, from a technicality standpoint, um, but thinking about this, and I could not narrow it down to just one, so I'm going to pick a franchise here. Okay. And I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole franchise. Okay. Um, Minus the most recent one. Um, yeah, that remake, um, terrible. Just no good. No bueno. Um, you can minus a few of them, in my opinion, but I'll start with that. I, yeah, <laughs> very true. Very true, for, for the most part. I fucking love Freddy Krueger. He's like, in terms of just a character, he's probably my favorite horror character ever. Like, it's a creative concept as far as I'm concerned. It's a scary concept. I mean, Jesus Christ, imagine. Sorry if you have to edit it out. No offense to anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but imagine just going to sleep and you get murdered in your fucking nightmares, man. What the hell, bro? Like, that's nothing that's you can up. do about it. And there's nothing you can do about it. But then, like, the, the, the kills themselves are always creative. And then, like, yeah, as, as the franchise went on, it got kind of more hokier. But with the hokiness like there's like different hokey I, I feel like different kinds of hokiness i feel like where it gets like dumb and cheesy but i feel like the hokiness of freddy krueger was like entertaining and the way he talks shit you know what i'm saying and um i guess like you know the, like i said the kills are creative it's a very it's it's a fucked up concept um and if i have to narrow it down to just like one or two movies the original obviously of course um I probably saw that way too young. I um, I definitely had, I was definitely scared to go to bed. I was scared again, like sucked into my bed and spit out like in blood on my ceiling at night. Um, but the original and probably uh, number three, the Dream Warriors, probably my two favorite ones. Absolutely. Well, I'll save my comments because, well, you know. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, you guys ready for my uh, number four? Tremors. 1988. Is it an alien movie? Is it a circus movie? Or is oh it a horror God. movie? Oh yes. Killer yeah. clowns from yes. outer space. Baby. Oh, so, Rob, before you even get into it, fun fact. This is the first movie I ever owned on DVD. I was with him when he bought it. I was with him when he bought it. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if you have noticed a trend, but a lot of these are like really out there. 
And these are the movies, because again, I've, I've told the story on the pod. My grandmother, on my dad's side, did not watch us. And she just had this giant VHS collection, and none of them were children's movies. It was all adult movies and stuff like that. So when we saw these covers of a cartoon tomato and clowns on a cover, we're thinking <laughs> it's a fun movie for children. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so also with Child's Play on that one too. So I just, this movie was just so, ridic- so ridiculous that even now, I probably haven't seen this in 15 years, but I still rem- like remember how ridiculous it is. And just like one scene that really sticks with me is that shadow scene. Because as a kid, I'm like, oh, they're doing like shadow puppets. Ha ha ha. And then it turns into the fucking monster and just eats the people off the, like, the streets. Turns into a T-Rex and eats the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just how ridiculous this movie is. Again, it's just My like, favorite line from that movie. Um, I was going to say. What are you going to do? Knock my knock block off. Oh, and then he punches <laughs> him and breaks <laughs> it. He knocks his head off, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the body like collapses like Mortal Kombat. Like folds up. <laughs> What see, about I see them? that movie as like more of like <laughs> to me that movie's like a comedy. Well, it, it is pretty comedic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of horror is mixed in comedy, and you know, it's mixed results. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. But like, if you're upfront about what you are, which I think Killer Clowns Matter Space is, then I think it works. Yeah, like it has. If even now, it has such a cult following. Following this movie. Makes me like, want to oh, never eat cotton candy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I still pe- I still see people walking around with uh, these shirts and stuff like that. Like people still dress up like them for Halloween. Like a movie that probably wasn't taken serious at all is still people still follow it. Yep. Good I'm pick. Su- I'm surprised they didn't make another one. To be honest with you, I heard they were gonna. I heard they were gonna do a remake, but then it was a, a gonna be a sci-fi original. I was like, eh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't because I feel like they would try to like make, make it serious. A serious movie. True. Yeah, robot. You can't you can't make a serious movie with that movie. No, 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 no. Well, it would be pretty stupid for sci-fi to try to make something serious with Sharknado <laughs> and. A shark to puss and all the stupid shit they make. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to be honest, I've seen every single Sharknado. I don't think I've seen any of them. <laughs> I have. They're they're one of those things that are just so ridiculous that you just turn on just to like. I think I've seen. What the fuck am I watching? When they were flipping through the channels, but I never actually saw one. They're so bad that they're good. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining as fuck. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch this uh-huh. to see who the new guest is. Yeah, yeah. Or how many uh, different body parts does uh, what's her face lose or turn into a robot? <laughs> and then gains a max amount. <laughs> it's like one time she has like no arm and like a sword as an arm, and then another time she's a robot, and I'm like, what is happening? She's going to die. Yeah, exactly. All right, Andy, number four. So I had to switch up my list on the fly real quick. Um, because my original number four is a lot scarier, more gruesome. So I switched it up to put it more towards the top. Because, yeah, I feel like it needs to be more towards the top. So my new number four came out in 2007. Another Rob Zombie banger, Halloween. Okay, that one was actually good. Yeah. 
I like this one because not only did it have a backstory of when he was younger, um, I feel like this Michael was more, um, like more aggressive, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, very brutal. Yeah. I mean, the second one, he's super brutal in. And the newest one, if you listen to our uh, Halloween review, is uh, <laughs> goes on a, uh, a uh, spree of sorts. But, yeah, no, I like this one. Um, I, hated, I hated the way he did my man Danny Trejo. You didn't have to do machete like that. You know, <laughs> I was the same thing in the movie theaters when I saw it. I was so mad. Yeah. He was his friend. He was his only friend. I know. Right? Yeah. I was like, no, not him. I thought like Danny was gonna help him like escape, and he was gonna like let him live. What but, do you guys think of um, Malcolm McDowell's portrayal of Doctor Loomis in these movies? Because it's very different from Donald Pleasance. It's different, but it works for the movie. Yeah, it didn't make an impact on me because I don't really remember. Well, he's like, they make him especially in the sequel, which is a terrible movie, but they do. Like they make like him like more like kind of like a scumbag. Like he's only doing it for fame and stuff. He only cares about his book. Yeah, and that's not really how that's not really how he was in the original movie. He actually like did want to help Michael, but then he just realized he couldn't, so then he had to stop him. But yeah, I like this movie. I, I actually like this a lot too. It didn't make my list or anything like that, but I I like this a lot. Again, like I I love Rob Zombie style of uh, movies. And I loved and appreciated the backstory. And with that backstory, they really went into like um, how, like in real life, you know, serial killers kind of develop from a young age, and like the traumas they may face at home, and then like the things they start doing, and all these signs that are there that people ignore, usually because of shitty parents, which you see in the movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> Man, uh, that, that was a good one. I like, I enjoyed it. I agree with Sean, and that's it's a little controversial. A lot of people don't like that he did that, that like showed more of his childhood, and that he came from a broken home. Most of like, ah, you're like giving a reason for it. And I don't understand why people are so against that. Like, like Halloween fans are very particular. They're like, oh, Michael Myers yeah. shouldn't. You need a reason. He just should kill people. And I disagree with that. But, um, but I yeah, I like that they showed like more of him as an actual child and how fucked up it was because it you know, makes sense why he turned out the way he did, but yeah. Um, but Andy, I want to ask you though, because this is on your list and I mean, obviously you got two more to go. So I know, but do you actually like this one better than the original, the John Carpenter one? Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> Carpenter will always be first and foremost. Although I do appreciate their casting of uh, Tyler Maine as Michael Myers. Cause he was huge. He also played Sabretooth in Sabretooth. Don't I? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big a he's a big kid. boy. Even the he little was a it was awesome. He was he was an independent wrestler too for a while. Yep. He was in WCW, wasn't he? For a little bit. For a little bit. A couple of matches, yeah. They were like jobber matches or whatever, you know, enhancement matches. All right. Good pick. Brent, number three. All right, number three. Ah, peep the shirt. Introducing the ghost face killer. <laughs> uh, no one fucking Ella. Scream. <laughs> Boom. Got the whole box set right here, baby. Nice. <laughs> um, so we actually 
talked briefly about this before we started recording. This might be a little controversial, but uh, I love Scream. I love the Scream series, especially the original, because this is actually another movie I just talked about with uh, House of Thousand Corpses. I actually didn't really like it the first time I saw it because I thought like, ah, they're mixing too much horror and it's like all, me- or I'm sorry, too much comedy and it's all meta, blah, blah, blah. But then over the years, as I grew older and then watched it more, that's actually things I actually love about it. I love that it's meta. I love that it exists in a universe where like other horror movies exist mm-hmm. and they reference them. And I love how like self-referential it is and it, it referenced the genre and like the whole thing. These are the rules. You can't break the rules. You can't have sex. You can't, <laughs> don't say I'll be right back because you won't be back. And, all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, I really kind of like re- redefine the genre. The other thing I like about the movie, even though it only lasts the first time you watch them, is I like like the whodunit aspect of it, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who the killer is. For those who don't know, they're coming out with a new one in January. They just put out the trailer like, day. I'm already trying to figure it out. I'm like, who's the killer? It's, it's Dylan Minnette, isn't it? No, no, no. That's what they want me to think. It ain't him. That's too easy. <laughs> so, um, and I think that aspect of it is also something that you can get maybe somebody that doesn't really like horror so much to mm. watch because, Rob, I know you've mentioned Taylor doesn't like horror, neither does Sarah. But I actually got her to watch the whole Scream series, and she enjoyed it because of that. She liked it. It is all. It almost has like a thriller aspect to it. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's you know they're they're bloody for sure, but like you know, for her like gore doesn't scare her so much. It's more like psychological stuff. Like she doesn't like watch stuff with crazy people. Mm. Even though you could argue that these ghost face killers are pretty crazy for what they're doing, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's my yeah. number three. Shout out to Wes Craven, R.I.P. There you go. Scream, baby. Yeah, I'm in yeah, my minority, <laughs> but I, I don't give a shit about those movies. And I mean, maybe if I went back and watched them, like you said, like like when they first, I saw them when they first came out. But they're the type of movies that everybody else hypes up. And then when I see them, they don't live up to the hype, so I don't care. Just lose me, and I go back to them. And here we are today. Word. I respect it. I respect differing opinions. Yeah, right, you're okay. It's okay to be wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, your number three then? My number three. Kicking it old school with this one. Oh, okay. you were kind of. Now. Really, yeah. Going to 1980. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I think I, think, I think I might know what this is. 1980. Jack Nicholson. Here's Johnny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about uh, it. This, this on my honorable mention. is uh, this movie there there's so much so many little details to this movie that people don't realize and understand and a lot of that's just Stanley Kubrick's style. But then just like the performances in this movie, it's a very small cast. It's like five people essentially, you know. Um, but the way like well, Jack I never Nicholson, really thought about that before. That's a good point. Yeah, the way <laughs> Jack Nicholson's character just kind of slowly evolves, and I don't think Shelley Duvall gets enough credit for her performance in this. Like as things transpire and evolve, along with you know what's going on with Jack Nicholson and the hotel and all that other stuff like you know the bags under her eyes and like she is constantly in this like 
she is like essentially freaking out in every scene and there's like a tone set in this movie like like i said she, she's freaking out in every scene but kubrick's like style as she's freaking out it just keeps going and going and going and like these character moments and these scenes and for any other movie they would just it would be like they're dragging on forever unnecessarily but they just create this mood and just like kind of like the environment just like everything the music in this movie completely sets the tone for like every single scene like the second like you know you're in a room and somebody else walks into the room and the way the music starts is like that person's walking in the room totally sets up like very subtly like what's going on and it's just you could do a whole my next few movies are kind of like this you could do a whole podcast just breaking down this movie and it's like intricacies but it's just this is like i guess like one of those um, to me this is like a film snobs type of movie with all the details and like all the little hidden things that are here like there's a whole thing going on in this movie um like with with uh, jack and danny the father's son that most people don't realize or even talk about and i'm not even gonna get into it here now what i will say is youtube it google it but there's some fucked up stuff going on here between father and son that isn't outright like pointed out or expressed or explained in the movie but it's there and like those deep kind of things again this is like a stanley kubrick like fucking thing in a lot of his movies he makes you think a lot and i love that i love movies that make me think so um i agree fantastic movie um this for those who don't know is also based on a stephen king story yep. um yep. but what's funny is stephen king famously hates the movie yeah and it's it's funny yep. that you specifically call out the casting as something you like because that's like i think the main thing that um stephen king hates about it he doesn't well, he cut, didn't like, cut out and change so many things from the book too though yeah well you were even just talking about kind of like the relationship between danny and and uh and jack and I don't know if that's exactly the same thing you're meaning, but they go into a lot more detail about that in the book. Um, but also, yeah. like, Stephen King did not like Jack Nicholson's casting because he felt like he, the character Jack is supposed to be somebody that, like, slowly descends into madness, and he felt like Jack Nicholson was just, like, crazy right from the first frame. <laughs> and I think also because... Sense, yeah. Well, I think also because Jack Nicholson was kind of already known for playing those type of characters, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and stuff. And yeah. he didn't like Shelley Duvall either. He was like, ah, oh, that's not how I wrote the character. She's just like a shrieking, crazy person the whole time. But, uh, but it worked. It right. Works the thing is, the thing is, I respect Stephen King's opinion. It's his story, obviously. And it is very different from the book. But just because it's different doesn't mean it's not good. And like Stanley right. really did an awesome job with it. So I agree with you. Yeah. Word. Word. So my number three. Um, we match, Brent. Number three, Scream, baby. Yeah, buddy. So I agree with everything that Brent said. On top, I will add 
Another movie I watched probably too young. It did kind of reamp because I feel like between the 80s and like late 90s, almost 2000s, horror films kind of like died off like mm-hmm. 88 to 90s. It, or, it, re, it re-sparked the, the genre really. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely did. And I thought it was cool that like it was the more – The only problem was that – well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob. I was going to say the only problem was that then you get a lot of copycats. Yeah. Like, like I know what you did last summer <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and like Final Destination, like that's when all those movies started coming out. Um, but first what couple I was of those s- were awesome, though. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to those later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the fact that it was like someone in it was like someone that they knew, and again, that was it wasn't like the '80s movies. Like the '80s movies, there was always like one big villain, and they kind of just walked around. This was almost like more realistic that it was someone that all these people knew. And they would just kind of disappear, come back, kill, disappear, come back, kill, that no one could find out to the point that when people did find out, it was like, wait, what? Kind of like Brent was saying that you don't know. And each movie is a different killer. And it it always – but it always continues the story. So it's almost like you would think like if Jason died, it's over. If Michael Myers died, it's over. But like this Those is – space can be anybody. Exactly. So it continues the story without being the same – uh, killer that makes it more interesting because, like you said, it's a who done it. Um, and with the new one coming out, is that a continuation? Is it canon? Because I thought Dewey died in one of them, and he's coming back. Nope, Dewey's Dewey never died. None of the main three characters died. He got shot or uh, and, almost and, died. He yeah he gets he stabbed. He gets stabbed in the second one. You think he dies, but he yeah, he does he thinking. does survive. Um, but yes, this is it. Technically, is Scream Five, but they're not calling it Scream Five because they want you to kind of think it's kind of like a reboot. But it definitely is not. It's not like doing like what Halloween is doing, where it's ignoring the other movies. They do exist. So it even is the Hayden Christian, uh, not the Hayden. Yes, uh, I think Pantera. so. Yeah. Yes, actually, no, definitely because. The girl cop from that one is in this one. In this one, I know Dewey's retired and she's the sheriff now. Oh, okay, okay. So they are including four even, yeah. And one thing about that first Scream movie is that that one kill with the garage door. <laughs> like, come on. Well, At that see, point, the, you didn't see shit like that. Another thing that's cool about that movie oh, that, that I forgot. Oh. What happened? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that garage door thing was dumb. Because there's fucking sensors on garage doors, that shit would not happen. All right, this guy's letting facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> no, I'll just say real quick. Now, I'll say real quick. One thing I forgot to say when I was talking about it. Um, the fact that they killed the biggest star of the movie five minutes in was also right like kind of revolutionary. Yeah, like, what is true. going on here? Because you think she's the main character, and then she's just dead. And, and, you know, so that was yeah. awesome. Like the, yeah, it, and it didn't start off slow. It was like right – and then like yeah, that's That opening that's still, scene is iconic. I, exactly. That's what I was about to say. And like they, they, they did parodies on it like, what's up and all that yeah. stuff. And then <laughs> and then uh, what the scary movie, like that's all based off of Scream. So yeah. it, like even Scream to this day, if they weren't making another one, it's still an iconic – people still dress up as it. Like one of those things that – it's never going to go away, really. It's going to end up being, if not already, up there with you know Halloween and stuff like that. 
that mask in itself is iconic because they had to try and find something so they just grabbed any old mask and realized like oh we can use this and then that company just blew up from there and then did you guys see the uh tv show on screen no or the mask i i watched it i i was very skeptical but it actually ended up being pretty good the first two seasons not the shitty one they did on vh1 later (laughs) is it canon or no (laughs) No. Uh no, yeah, it's separate from the movie universe. Oh, okay. Work. But like it's mask, really different. Hmm. The scene that always sticks out to me in that movie, and it kind of goes back to like what Rob was saying about who done it. You don't know who it was, it could be anybody. You know, in the original one, it's like this group of friends and ends up being two of them. Mm. And like that scene at the end. When they're basically like, oh, we gotta, we gotta like keep going with this, and like basically, you know, so the police don't find out it was either one of us, and they're fucking like stabbing each other. To, oh like, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if they're like trying to kill each other, or just to hurt each other to make it seem like they got attacked and like killed this, the the ghost face whatever themselves. But I just remember that scene of like Matthew Lillard and the other dude, and they're like stabbing each other like in the torso. They're trying to they're trying to frame they're trying to frame Sydney's dad. Right, right. So they're stabbing each other and then they're gonna tell the cops that that her dad did it. But then the other dude, the boyfriend, just falls into it and Matthew Lillard's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like you fucking hurting me, man. And like I feel here. My favorite was when he goes, then he says to Sydney, like, are you really gonna tell my or no, he's like, did you really call the cops? She's like, yeah, I said it. He's like, my parents are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> he's worried about his parents. So you're going to jail, boo. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So great. Funny. All right, Andy. Number three. Number three. My number three came out in 2016. Damn. Um, shout out to Guap for this one. Uh, for putting me on notice of this movie. But the movie is called Terrifier. Oh. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things about this movie, and I haven't gotten around to watching it. But. Never heard of it. It's a, uh, it's a slasher, and then towards the end, it gets a little ridiculous. It's just like, all right, what is, like, you can't, like, tell what's going on, because, like, the whole, like, premise kind of switches. But pretty much, like, this psycho clown guy is just stalking these three women coming from like a club or like a Halloween party. And there's one scene that sticks out in my mind where they stop to get like pizza because they think like their car broke down and they got a flat tire or something. And they're sitting there and they're eating and he's just sitting in the corner just smiling with that like weird smile, just staring at them. And like that whole scene goes for like a good five minutes before like he finally like starts moving towards them and like, just the just that factor of it was creepy, but the kills it's pretty bloody, pretty like slasher type deal. Uh, but that that comes in with my next one. I'd never even heard of it. I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I can't really add anything, but I'm gonna add it to the list of ones to watch for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Everybody who's seen it has said it's is good. So yeah. All right, Brent. Number two. All right, number two. We discussed it briefly already. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, part three. The dream. Yeah. 
So see, Sean, Sean cheated and put the whole series on there. So I'm going to narrow it down. Um, but no, he's right. This is this whole series obviously is iconic. Um, the original's great. Second one, not so much. But they Fucking made a man. big comeback with this one, baby. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of the series, in my opinion. This one's even better than the original, in my opinion. Wow. Um, yeah, because I think they real. This is the one where they really get Freddy perfect, where he's not too funny. He's still like sadistic and scary, but he'll he throws in the one-liners and the cracks where, but still in a way where it's like, yeah, motherfucker, it's funny, but I'm taking joy in killing your ass. And like the yeah. killings, the kills in this one are real creative. Like anybody who's seen it knows, like the 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 TV one, where welcome to prime time, bitch, and he smashes his head <laughs> into the TV. Um, you also get more Freddy's backstory in this one. It kind of explains things a little yeah. more. And they brought back Heather Langenkamp, who she was sorely missed from the sequel, from number two. Um, Wes Craven, obviously, he's the creator of this character. He wrote and directed the first one. I think he wrote it. I know he directed it. I think he wrote it. And then he he wasn't involved in the second one at all. And then he came back and was involved in this one. I think he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Oh, I didn't know he uh, wasn't involved in the second one at all. No, he had no involvement oh, in it. No. And you can tell because it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one. Yeah, it's that a was weird a weird movie. one. And then also like the four and five and like the sequels after, like they, they were they're still like fun to watch, but they got a little like Sean's a little too hokey. This one was the perfect line of comedy and still mm-hmm. being scary and sinister and shit. I feel like that's what yeah. happened with a lot of those 80s ones. It's like the first two or three are somewhat serious, and then after that, it's just like cash grab. We got off the ramble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing I like about this movie, and this might get brought up a little bit again later in the honorable mentions, but is the, the, the kids in the dream world have like powers that they can fight Freddy with. And I love yeah. that idea of like the protagonist having something to kind of like an equalizer rather than just being stupid kids who run away and trip or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Word. that's why it's my, my favorite. That's why it's my favorite Freddy movie and my number two horror movie. Word. I think my favorite, I don't, God, I haven't seen it in such a long time. I don't remember if it resulted in a kill, but the scene where he's got like the kid, the like, puppet. By, yes. Yeah, he, he, he does kill him. He walks him off the building. And then everybody yeah. thinks it's they think it's a suicide because yeah. they can't see Freddy. Right. But he's right. got his like veins and yeah, blood it's nasty. Puppet, <laughs> puppet and shit. Ah, love it. Word. Sean, number two. Number two. Going back to 1982. For John John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. All right. This, there it is. Oh, he's going for number one, is he? No, this is. It's an honorable mention, actually, but but it's a great pick. I won't argue with you. This movie. Um, so I. Okay, so we're saying like how with the Rob's Halloween, how we appreciated the backstory. This movie gives like hardly any backstory as to what the thing is this alien virus entity whatever the fuck it is all we know is some ship crash land some spaceship ufo thing crash landed in antarctica could have been a hundred thousand years ago we don't know for sure that's all we know that's all the backstory we get 
But then this movie just it's paranoia and distrust. Like that's 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 what this whole movie is. Uh, um, you don't know who is infected or is it you know they say it's a, a simulated who the alien DNA or whatever has assimilated into. Um, you don't know and, and the ending, I love the fucking ending. Like you don't know which one of them could or might or might not be, you know, assimilated. Spoiler as they alert. say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well it's been almost 30 years. Fuck off. Forty. Uh, <laughs> The 80s is 40 years ago. Yeah. Yes, I know we're getting old. Well, something else know? I really love about this movie. Goddamn, pal. Um, something, I really, something I really love about this movie, there's not a lot of music in it. Um, like, you know, background music, whatever. Um, so you kind of hear everything. Like, you hear a lot of little things in the background that don't really matter, but it just creates the tone and the mood. And whatnot, and it makes sense because it's in Antarctica. And what happens? Like we're in New York. What happens when it, when there's like a blizzard or a snowstorm? You know, noise pollution goes away. It's silent. It's quiet. And I don't know if that was done on purpose or not, but it's just like a certain thing that it, like that sets the tone for the movie that I really love. The um, <laughs> the visual effects, the practical effects in my opinion, as great as this movie is from a psychological standpoint, and I, I love it for that reason, but the uh, the practical effects do not hold up today. It's really bad. I think they got the same team that did the practical effects for fucking Total Recall because <laughs> they, they look identical. The, 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 the monsters and all that shit look the same, but I think in, I think in horror movies, I love the psychological aspects of it, you know, like slasher movies and monster type movies never really did much for me. This is like a, a pretty close to being perfect psychological movie. So that's my number two. Word. Agreed. That's all I got to say. Good movie. <laughs> all right. Ready for my number two. I can't Hit wait. Uh, no, nah, it's pretty uh, – Brent already had it. I'd say Child's Play, um, 88, you know, number one. I think the reason uh, – added to everything that Brent said earlier, there was a doll named Buddy that came out before this movie. And... My buddy. My buddy. Exactly. Wherever he goes, I my go. My buddy and me. Wherever I go, he goes. So a lot of people had these buddy dolls, and then all of a sudden, this movie that kind of looked like it came around, and the fact that like my mom or my uncle had a buddy doll in the house that we were living in. That's so awesome. it was like we had the buddy doll. Again, went over to my grandmother's house who did not watch us, and we saw a doll on the cover. We watched it, and then when we came home, my brother was just fucking terrified. He was like, ah! And then, again, I was a little bit older, and I would just, like, place the doll in different places around the house to, to catch him off guard. But now he, like, loves Chucky. He's like a horror buff. Um, 
But I think it was just like unique in that sense of like Brent was saying, like you just see the little legs and you're like, oh, is it the kid or not? And it just, again, it was one of those, we've seen aliens, we've seen grown men, we've seen, you know, stuff like that. This was the first kind of, it was like original, kind of like Gremlins, but not really. And the, his, the voice is just iconic. Um, I just remember, I, I could like hear his voice right now. That's how iconic it is. And the fact that they have done probably about 10 different movies and now they're doing a TV show. Can't go wrong with Chucky. He's, he's voiced by Brad Dorif, who has done the voice the whole time, other than the remake, because that was a whole different thing. And uh, his oh. daughter, Fiona Dorif, is an actress, and she's she was in these last two sequels that they did, and she's going to be in the TV series as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's an iconic uh, franchise, iconic horror villain i guess you know sometimes the villains start to become the heroes with these like when he gets married and has a kid <laughs> yeah they went a little too far with that one <laughs> but, uh, you, know they, you know what they should have done for the ones where they introduced the wife because you know they should have um like you were saying before about the my buddy dolls in real life they should have had kid's sister be the wife in the movies <laughs> mm, that would have been weird but yeah it could have worked one more thing I'll say real quick about this movie. It has an awesome trailer. If you actually go back and watch the original trailer, it's really cool. It's got like a really like sinister voiceover and it's, they're very smart to not actually ever show Chucky like moving. You only see okay. kind of like shadows of him or like just the hand and stuff. They don't actually show like his face moving or anything like that in the trailer. It's really Question good. from, these are things that I've seen it so many, like so long ago. I can't remember. I know the wife gets turned into the doll. They have a kid, right? Does she get turned back into a human? Because in the, not the most recent remake, but the one before that when they're in the psych ward, she's a human again. And now she is in the TV show. Mm -hmm. So, so did seen, I miss something? I feel like I missed something. I've seen yeah. all the movies except for Seed of Chucky because this one looked just too ridiculous for me. Like I wouldn't mm. be able to take it. <laughs> But I do think in that movie, I've like read stuff and heard reviews. I think they figure out a way where she can kind of be in the doll and in her human form at the same time or something. Oh, okay. yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too. I remember we were talking about that before. And um, I think towards like the end of it. Um, so. well, at the at the end of this last sequel, Cult of Chucky, they reveal that Chucky like learns some new voodoo spell where he can be in like he can like spread his soul out. Yeah, so they, I thought that was story. interesting, and then they never continued that storyline. Yeah, but I think they're gonna revisit it in the because the, the, those movies are canon in the in the series. In the everything TV show, is, everything is canon in the series. Yeah, even this new one with Aubrey Plaza. No, that's separate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because that's just. Kind of get like yeah, we're kind of getting into a deep dive here, but the original movie, the studio that produced it was MGM, but then they decided they didn't want to do any horror movies, any more horror movies, so they sold the rights to Universal. All the other movies were by Universal, but MGM still retained the rights to the original. So when they did the remake, they were only allowed to like remake the original one. So that's why they changed a bunch of stuff because they couldn't do sequels off it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so the one when they're in the psych ward before that, where the wife shows up in the beginning to drop off the doll and then picks up the doll at the end, that's canon. Yep. 
So then the Chucky, I'm assuming in the TV show, could just be one of those voodoo dolls and not the original. Yeah, they haven't gotten there yet. It's only been two episodes, but I okay. think that we're going to get into that. Because I thought that was interesting how like she just put the doll in, waited. Basically, she's mailing him. It's like she, she tells her, mail me here so I can kill these people. Yeah, and then she picks him <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But that's my number two. Interesting. Andy? So, I already know my number two is going to be controversial. And no one's going to agree. Controversy creates cash, baby. I love all of it. And I'll even go on a, a very, very tiny rant about why I like this one so much. Uh, but this came out in 2001. I would nominate the entire series if I could because the series is just amazing. Uh, he's one of my favorite killers of all time. But this particular movie, I don't know if I love it because it's so Oh my fucking... God, I think I know where this is going. Or I love it because it's so fucking bad. <laughs> my number two. Hey, I don't know what he's going to say. Jason I X. knew it. Yeah, Jason X. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> I can't. Jason so, X. Check me out. Jason X, just look at this badass. Hold on. Lord, Lord Zed? Look at, yeah, this badass Lord Zed. Okay? Look at the suit. The suit is dope. Okay? The suit's dope. Time the... to conquer Earth. <laughs> <laughs> As Brent said earlier, sci-fi can't make anything serious, even if their life depended on it, which I was kind of scared. I thought you guys were going to bring that up and didn't. But it starts off as a Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th feel. Because, you know, they They have them (laughs) chained up. And And it's Kane Hoder who's playing Jason Voorhees, who is the original Jason Voorhees. And... Well, no, he's not the original. Well, but he's like the most well-known one and probably did the best job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like, that's cool. And then it goes into, you know, the sci-fi TV series aspect of it and just gets extremely hokey. But I don't know. I still love that movie. Even when the robot starts whooping his ass and blows him to pieces and he comes back with that badass suit. And he just starts fucking everybody up. I don't know. There's something about it. I love it. Number two, though. <laughs> All right. The something, the something, the something about it here is that you have terrible fucking taste. And I'm very, <laughs> very, very disappointed in you right now. I don't have words. I just had, you know, I was picking. I do love that movie. I, it would have made my list regardless. But see, there's a difference between what Rob did with his list and what now you're doing. <laughs> you deserve to be canceled. You're Jason X. Cancel culture. I'm canceling your ass. I'll go on record on saying Jason X is probably the only good horror movie that ever came out of sci-fi. It did. It's not That's a not. sci-fi original, though. It, it came it out. Was. No, it came out in theaters. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Oh, I okay. Uh, yeah, it's, so then it's, I take that back. Yeah. Not um, only do you nominate a shitty movie, but you don't even know what you're talking about about that shitty movie. 
You I mean, Mo, to, to your point, to your point, it's to your point, it's garbage enough to be a sci-fi original. <laughs> sci-fi feel to it. It is one. No, awesome. actually, I've, I've actually never actually sat and watched the whole thing. I saw, like, the opening five minutes, and I saw the end where he comes out as Lord Zed, and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I thought it was awesome. I was like, okay, this movie this movie sucks. All right, they killed Jason. That's That's weird. pretty much what killed the whole series, I mean, honestly. Pretty much. Has anything, pretty- has any, like, good Jason movie come out after that? Yeah, Freddy, Freddy versus yeah. Jason. But not a, so like a standalone. Freddy vs. Jason 1 was good. The second one was not. Jason the, hasn't the, the, you know what? The, the 2009 remake isn't bad, actually. Um, it's definitely better than the Nightmare on Elm Street remake they did. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that, but fuck. I keep forgetting <laughs> that movie exists. Like, I'll watch, I'll watch the first five minutes of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did see this. <laughs> All right, I'm passing it to Brent. <laughs> Numero uno. Number one. One, Number one, one. one, one. Give me a drum roll. Drum roll. Creep show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I love this movie. Okay. And not only do I love this movie, I love this like subgenre of horror movies which is like the anthology horror movie where they do um like three to five short segments in one movie and then there's usually like something that ties them all together um creep show 2 which i love just as much falls in this category you got uh twilight zone the movie you got uh what else we got over here and that's all the ones i have the dvds of cat's eyes another one Tales from the Dark Side of the movie. Um, but Creepshow is the king of this. It's the best one. Um, it's also, it's based on com- like the old horror comics from like the 50s. And it, it feels, the movie feels like a comic book come to life. It's like, even with the way it edited, sometimes like the slides, it's like the way like a comic book movie would look. Um, also, uh, I wanted to bring up, because a couple weeks ago on the Spooktacular episode you did, Andy brought up one of the segments about uh the seaweed uh, monsters and he said it was he falsely said it was from tales from the crypt it's not it's from creep show the greatest horror movie <laughs> of all time don't Man, get it twisted that episode. <laughs> that episode can go fuck itself <laughs> in, yeah, in- brent's been calling you out on a lot of that episode <laughs> in, in the glass shower and in the beach fuck that episode also starring that segment starring the iconic leslie nielsen in a rare non-comedic performance. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yep. And Ted Danson. He's one of the seaweed monsters. For real? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> See you guys on up on Creep Show. You need to go watch Creep Show. See, Creep I haven't I haven't watched <laughs> it. Okay. I'm gonna be I'm pretty confident I've seen it. But I can't remember anything, so it's gotta be a while. Well, again, I like, I I said, like I said, um, like I, said <laughs> I haven't watched those. I haven't seen those since like you showed them to me. Like we were like in fucking high school, so that tells you how long it's been since I've seen them. Again, like I said, I love the anthology horror because I feel like it um, moves quick. It stays interesting okay. because you're not focusing on one thing for two hours. It like it's a couple short stories, and then before you know it, the movie's over. So it's kind of like 
Goosebumps, American Horror Story, but like instead of well, American Horror Story is, is like seasons. Goosebumps is like single, or Are You Afraid of the Dark is like single episodes. Yeah, it would be more like that, or like or like Tales from the Crypt. Oh, like, okay. But except like think of like three episodes of Tales from the Crypt together and looked into like a movie. Got it. And they all they all tie in. Usually, no. it depends. Like it depends on which movie we're talking. Creep Show, exactly. The first one, I don't think they really tie in at all. Like I said, it's kind of like a comic no. book. There is the creep. He's like kind of like the host of it almost. Mm-hmm. But some of the other ones, like Tale, I mentioned Tales from the Dark Side of the movie, that one they do tie in and they, there's like a wraparound story. Okay. Uh, Tales from the Hood is another one I forgot to mention. That's a classic. <laughs> the Hood. That's yeah. a great one. That's a good one. But uh, yeah, Creepshow, my number one favorite horror movie. All right. Isn't Tales right. from the Hood with Candyman? What'd you say? Isn't Tales from the Hood with Candyman? Uh, no, that's Tony Todd. It's Clarence Williams III is in Tales from the Hood. Also yeah. known as uh, Samson. <laughs> from half Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Shawnee D, number one. All right. I'm going to go really, really fucking dark here. Um, I know you, none of you guys have this on your fucking list. I'm going to go to 1987, the original Hellraiser movie for my number one. Have any of you guys seen this fucking movie? Hell yeah. I can't, I can't uh, confidently say that I have. I have it somewhere, actually. This movie is fucked up. But this <laughs> movie is also very deep. And there's a lot going on here. And it is fucking twisted, and it is violent, and it is bloody. But it's not just violent and bloody for the sake of being violent and bloody. The violence and the blood and the gore, there are, like, points and purposes to it. Like, this movie is about, like, uh, oh, my God. There's a lot going on in this fucking movie. And, like, this is one of those movies where... um, so like in the 80s, you have all like the iconic mainstream, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, like those iconic, almost mainstream horror movie characters. But like, there it is right there. There's oh, Pinhead. okay. There's Pinhead. All right. Wait real quick. We- I can confidently tell you, because I was going to say this earlier, but I didn't want to say it before the podcast. I have never seen a Hellraiser movie from start to finish. Ooh. Never. We all are of the age where we used to go to Blockbuster on a lot of Friday nights. Or for me and Brent, vegan video. <laughs> <laughs> That's also how I gained all my wrestling knowledge. Coliseum exactly. videos at vegan video. And an entire row of Coliseum videos. But that's for another <laughs> story another day. This is like that, that movie poster was always it was just always fucking there like that movie poster is like ingrained in my mind that pinhead like fucking poster that advertised at the like the movie rental fucking places but like i was saying there's so much going on in this fucking movie like it is dark it is twisted it is violent it is bloody but all the violence and blood and gore serve a purpose there are different stories going on here that all kind of tie in that are pretty deep like i i watched this movie way too young 
nobody under 18 should be watching this fucking movie. I saw it when I was like 12. There's, I had no business watching this movie when I, when I was 12 at all. <laughs> um, really, this movie is about like lust and what really deep, dark lust can do to a person. And then there, and then from there, there's like this crazy interdimensional shit going on. This is another movie. I think I said this before about The Shining. We could do an entire episode breaking down this movie and getting into all the nuances and the different intricacies of it. Um, we don't have the time for that right now, let's be honest. Um, I made some comments before about uh, the John, Com- John Carpenter's thing, about how the visual effects don't hold up to this day. This movie, the visual effects hold up. The cinematography and like the practical effects of this movie are fantastic. And they're fan- they're, they look great to this day. But you can watch this movie in 4K and shit is going to look sick still with the exception of a couple things like there's one monster thing that doesn't really hold up very well because of the way they filmed it um and then there's like some more so visual type stuff like kind of glowy like paranormal type things that are not very prevalent in the movie it's just here and there it looks ridiculous like typical 80s shit but for the most part a lot of the gore and like the practical stuff looks amazing even to this day. But, you know, this is a movie when you first see it. Like, again, I saw it when I was like 12 years old. I had no business seeing this movie when I was 12 years old. You don't get it. You just see a violent movie with a bunch of twisted shit. But if you watch it as an adult, this movie's fucking deep. So if we were to go ahead and do some kind of get together, watch the movies, re-review them, do a watch long. I would want to do this movie. So, yeah. Word. Again, I, think, I don't think I I've think seen it, so I'd be okay with doing that. Then you'd I've get a live reaction. <laughs> I've seen it, but it was a real long time ago. I don't really remember much from it. Obviously, I have it on DVD. I was going to put it in my honorable mentions. I was like, eh, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'm going to like not put it in there. But I'm down for a watch along. Give me one second. Also, Sean, did you hear that they're uh, supposedly going to do a TV series of it for HBO? It's on HBO? I've heard rumors about that, yeah. It, didn't, it, it hasn't started yet. So, What are you, putting oh. a chair together over there? It, the chair broke. <laughs> you know those like super stupid like Foley chairs? Those, like, Damn, fatty. Listen, I've been doing the Peloton. <laughs> I ain't fat. Um, Just Ryan last here with his chair. Oh, yeah. That's the only one that goes what I'm talking about with that. <laughs> All right, you ready for my number one? I don't I don't think that Andy's gonna have this, so I think my one number one is in the clear. All right. All right, let's let's go, baby. All right. Two thousand seven. What movie could it be? Is it a killer? Is it a monster? Or is it a recording? I don't know. Paranormal activity. Okay. My number one. All right. And I'll explain. So, just like Scream, 
and and child's play this kind of brought a new genre especially in the way that it's it was videotaped i mean they had blair witch but to me i hated blair witch to me this is more realistic than let's say a michael myers or jason or anything like that and i've talked to andy on the podcast about i've actually had paranormal stuff happen to me before so the fact that like the movie is just them recording and they're trying to see if there's a spirit of some sort in the in their house and the movie just gets progressively like worse and not worse in like bad or progressively like worse for the characters on how like first the picture shakes and then like and then it gets to like the woman just standing over the bed for like five hours not realizing it to like spoiler at the end is like the ghost that you still can't see tosses and kills the husband and into the camera and then it kind of just goes blank and just kind of does like titles and explains things so it's almost it seems almost like a real life documentary with things that could really happen in my opinion because again a paranormal experience and Mm -hmm. the fact that it like it was it's to me it's like it could be real and i just remember seeing the first one I know they they eventually kind of got a little bit ridiculous, but the first two I think were top of the line. But when I left the theater after seeing the first one, I was legitimately scared, like to go home thinking like there's gonna be a fucking invisible ghost in my house, like opening closing doors and shit like that. And I didn't I never got that with Chucky or Michael Myers or any of these other ones. So mm-hmm. that's why I put this as my number one because. When I first saw Paranormal, I was legitimately scared outside of seeing the movie. Okay. I agree. It was a new um, way to film horror movies at that point. And it's so, like, it's so easily how they did it, like, filming-wise, so to speak, like, camera-wise. But, like, it's it was never done before that. So, like, it was something that people weren't used to that they were like... And even... Um, I forget if, if if this was true or if this was a rumor. Didn't like they put it as like real actual events and like didn't say anything for the longest time. Yeah, they put like a uh, true story in so and so town. Yeah, so like nobody knew if it was like real or fake. So like that freaked people out as well. Well, because it, it, it was when you talk about how it was filmed too. It was it's kind of like found footage, but kind of not also because like it's. Found footage, a lot of times it's like someone holding the camera and they're jumbling it and it like gives you motion sickness. Like this was more like a surveillance camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Purposely. Like Blair Witch was too much because it was like that, like running. Yeah, and they're like... like running with the camera. It's like Joe Sweat uh, filmed it. Once again, only Sean. <laughs> but like this was steady cam. They were on tripods and just like seeing just the progression of how things got worse in the house to the ending. And then even how the same story kind of continues through the next couple. And I know it kind of got a little ridiculous toward the end, but even in the second one, like when they were they were using the Xbox Connect, and then like the heat of the ghost could be tell, told and could be seen with the Xbox. And I was like, yo, I got an Xbox Connect in my house. What the fuck? <laughs> so. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is like. Uh... Um, one of those movies where like the first one was successful and it was cheap to make so they just kept pumping out like a million of them yeah. and like I, I saw the original one and the original one is pretty good 
And then I don't remember. I saw one of the seagulls, but I don't even know if it was the second one. It might have been the third one. And then I don't know which one was which. And then I, I kind of lost interest. But uh, but uh, no, it's a pretty good movie. The first one, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, there's, I enjoy- one, there's, there's one scene that I really love in the first one where like they asked the priest to come, mm-hmm. and he walks in the house and he goes, "Well, I have to go." Well, like, <laughs> there's something. There's this, you guys need to get out of here, and I gotta go. Bye. And he just leaves. <laughs> you know they're coming out with a new one, right? Yeah, oh, I was really? going to say that, too. If you got Paramount Plus, it's going to be on there. Uh, I still don't have Paramount Plus. Yeah. I could probably... Yeah, I, I like the first couple of these movies. probably pass you a password. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like the first couple of these movies. Um, for the most part, like like Rob said, like, you know, like Rob was saying about himself, I've had some paranormal experiences in my childhood as well. And so typically, if I'm looking to actually be, like, scared or something to really get into my head... I'll go to more like a paranormal movie, movies that touch on like religious type shit, um, like exorcists, exorcism type of movies, things like that. Those are the movies that kind of like get to me more in that sense. But I think like the the sequels with these movies in particular kind of just, I enjoyed the first one, I enjoyed the second one. I think the third one is when they like kind of revealed where it was like some ancient cult or some shit yeah, that was like following around. Yeah, some witchy cult thing. Yeah, and they just lost me with that. But um, I but just yeah. remember one of them, what, it was like the ghost, you couldn't see the ghost, but some guy like found him. The ghost like picks the guy up and then you just see his body like turn and then it just like crack and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep yeah Andy number one number one so my number one uh, came out in 2004 and it was I love the original don't get me wrong but for some reason I can watch this movie over and over again zombies Uh, it was a remake I know where we're going with this and the original creator was actually a cast member in said movie. And I am talking about Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Told you. Told you. I love this movie. Like, um, just everything I felt hit for me as, like, a zombie uh, movie lover. Like, it had, like... Um, it wasn't like I forget the name of the movie, and it still pisses me off to this day. Where they had zombies like learning how to shoot a gun and walk halfway Land across America. Land of the Dead. Yeah, fuck that movie. I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one, they're they're trapped in a mall, and like they're trying to figure out a way to get out. And then you got Andy from Andy's Guns, a half uh, across the street, and a zombie and baby, and a zombie baby, and they shoot his wife in the head. Cause she turns into a zombie and um phil yeah. from modern family yep phil from modern family is in it oh, uh, i didn't realize that he's wow. a douchebag he's the douchebag guy <laughs> yeah. yep. oh my god wow uh, oh, the dad you mean right yeah phil yeah the dad okay yeah i haven't really watched modern family much i've seen a couple episodes here and there so oh you'd like that it. you'd like it. that feels great but anyway yeah that's funny <laughs> Um, and it's, it's one of those like zombie movies where like, it doesn't end on a happy note, like right. yep. yeah. out of the building, they get to the Island and then like, they think they're good, 
and then all of a sudden, like, disturbs down with the sickness kicks on, and you see the camera just flying, and all these zombies are running from everywhere. Great yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and what's cool about it, though, too, is like, that happens, and they're on the boat, whatever, and the credits start playing, but then it kind of, like, does, like, a weird, like, like cut in, like, whatever, and it's, like, a found footage, like, they're filming it with the cameras themselves now, and they're getting off this boat, and they're walking up this path, and, like, the brush is all overgrown in the path, and they start hearing shit, and it's, like, this narrow, overgrown path, and you see everything just start fucking rushing them. <laughs> it's just, like, just, like, like, what I love about that movie, I'm sorry if I'm fucking interrupting you on everything on your pick, but there's like a chaos in the beginning of this movie, like when she comes home and finds out like, you know, her husband's like a fucking zombie and she's escaping that and like trying to drive through the neighborhood. Like there's a chaos of that and then like the chaos of like that brief end scene when they get to the fucking island. Yep. Starts with chaos and then ends with chaos. Doesn't it go from Down with the Sickness to a Johnny Cash song? It starts off, I think, with a Johnny Cash version of Down with the Sickness. Like, then, mm. Yes, yes, that's right. Wow, I forgot about that. Down with the Sickness? Mother. Like, it's it like, like singing it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to go back uh, and watch it. I think I only saw it like, when it first came out. We saw that in the theater together. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. The only thing I will say. Obviously, there's a lot of zombie purists that don't like that the zombies are fast in this movie. I mm. think it's awesome. It makes them way yeah. more terrifying that oh, you can't yeah. outrun them, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I mean, isn't that rule number one? That motherfucker at the beginning almost catches up to the car. That's yeah. how fast yeah. he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bitch, get out the room! Bitch, get out the room! That's what the old virgin <laughs> Well, you know what's kind of like relatable to it too for all of us is like I feel like that movie came out like right at the tail end of like we're in high school, mm-hmm. and I don't know about you guys, but like me and Brent, shit, we were at the mall like every week hanging out with like our friends like from like different school districts and shit. And so like the fact that that movie was like took place at a mall and we used to hang out at the mall all the time, and we're seeing it at the movie theater in the mall. There's just like <laughs> there's a certain like fucked up creepy like relatability to it you know <laughs> well yep. especially especially if you go in the mall these days oh yeah because that shit looks like a ghost town mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the galleria <laughs> mall looks like how the south hills mall used to look oh yeah all right That's so why it, don't we for honorable mentions just in the same order we'll just go down the 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 movies we have on there and then we'll do a little discussion afterwards and then we'll go just so we're not going eat movie to movie because we're almost at two hours. So a lot of my own mentions already kind of got talked about either they were on your guys list or they just kind of get mentioned. Um, But real quick. So Sean talked about the shining. He talked about the thing. And these are like two classic horror movies. I consider great. Another one that's considered one of the greatest of all time is the exorcist. Okay. And now, now the only reason I put these on my honorable mention, not my top five. Because a lot of people say these are classics going to top five. But as great as these movies are, to me, they're just not as fun to watch as some of these other mm-hmm. ones. Like they're not ones I necessarily want to throw on every Halloween, every October, just to watch for fun. I could go a couple years watch these. These are a lot more like, like I said, they're great, but they're not necessarily as fun. They're more psychological 
he kind of got us thinking and they're kind of long also some of them <laughs> so those are on there um we mentioned real briefly final destination mm-hmm. i think this is another one where it kind of they introduced like kind of a new concept the idea of you're being stalked not by a person not by a monster but by death itself and uh <laughs> To the to this day, because not this one, but Final Destination Two, I will not drive behind one of those trucks with all the lies on it. I'm right there with you. I'm <laughs> right there with you. If I get behind that shit, I will pass it no matter what. Are you slow the fuck down? Like go. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you got room to move over. Obviously, all those other anthology movies I mentioned, they're all on my own mention list. Um, I forgot to mention because I said I was going to bring Stephen King back up. A lot of Stephen King has been involved with a lot of those movies. So he wrote Creepshow 1 and 2. A lot of the segments are based on short stories of his. Uh, Cat's Eye is another one that's based on short has some that are based on short stories mm-hmm. and uh, Tales from the Dark Side also. So going back to him again, you know, the master of horror. And uh, I'll throw in. So we talk about all the iconic. We talked about Freddy. We talked about Chucky. Mike got mentioned. I'll put the original Halloween on my honorable mention. This is really the one that kind of kicked it all off. And uh, Friday the 13th as a franchise, it, it certainly has its ups and downs, but Jason is iconic, so you got to throw him in there. Uh, I especially like six and seven are two of my favorites, which it's rare to say that sequels that late in the series are like some of the better ones. But for me, I, I like those ones a lot. Seven, especially again, um, saying what I said with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, how you have like a, a protagonist that has like a supernatural element that they can actually fight back against Jason. And uh, the last one I'll throw in is Freddy versus Jason, the iconic crossover, the one we all <laughs> waited for. When this when this trailer came out, I was I saw it in the theater, and dude, I bugged out. I did like the you know the um the gif of a. Chris uh, Pratt from um, Parks and Rec, where he's like, like I did that. <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure that. that was a good movie too. To I'm pretty sure I was sitting next to him in the theater, and he made that Chris Pratt face at me. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what the movie that we were going to see where nope. the trailer played was, but we yeah. saw the trailer, and I was like, oh yep. shit. And this was like before the internet was the way it is now, where like you knew exactly. five mm-hmm. years ahead of time that the movie was being made. We didn't, I didn't know. So, and now, and, and a lot of people hate a lot of like you know horror purists, whatever, hate that movie. But that movie's a lot of fucking fun. Oh yeah, it's yes. a lot of fun. Yeah, same deal. It's just fun. It's ridiculous. It's but I thought they did actually did do a good job with the story of how like. Yeah. Freddy brings Jason back to because everyone forgot about him because he feeds off the fear, and if you don't know him, he can't. He has no power. And I kind of like that whole idea. Case, like. yeah. All right, Shawnee, uh, you're uh, honorable. All right, a couple of these. Um, I got a few here. The first ones, um, I think a lot of people might shit on for this. Uh, first one to go on this list is the Grudge movies, the first two. Just because these movies are creepy as fuck. Yep. These, <laughs> like... That fucking thing, that ghost, that demon girl, the 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 anger, whatever the fuck she represents, the the girl that got murdered, the wife, just creepy as fuck. That little kid in the corner with the fucking cat is creepy as fuck. And that noise is like embedded in my fucking head. Unfortunately, that like uh, like I can't even. Do, I used to be able to do it. I can't do it anymore. That fucking like. Uh, whatever the fuck it was, uh, fuck that girl. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that shit. Fuck you, Andy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next one on the list. I'm gonna go with the original Omen from nine, Omen from 1976. Um, anything with little kids just creeps me out. Like especially horror movies with little kids creeps me out. Um, this is just a classic. This is like one of the first horror movies I could kind of like remember seeing at like an early age by accident. It was a thing where like I, I want to say like my mom and dad were split up at this time and I was staying at my dad's house for the weekend. I used to sleep with the TV on and I woke up and this movie just happened to be on TV while we were asleep. And I like woke up at like two in the morning and fucking watched this movie by myself when I was like seven years old. Um, just a lot of little, so there's like, you know, this movie's creepy as hell. You know, whatever. Um, next one is the original Saw movie. Um, I thought this movie. This I wanted to throw that online off. too. I forgot to say it, but yeah. These movies and the sequels went off the rails, and they kind of just became like core porn, where it was just like gratuitous violence for the sake of just just gratuitous, like just violence for no fucking reason. The first one, the twist at the end, was kind of funny about that to me. And so I think me, Brent, and a bunch of like of our other friends went to see this movie in the theater. And I happened to be sitting next to Eric. I know Rob knows Eric. Brent obviously knows Eric. Andy, I don't know if you met Eric or not, our friend Eric. I'll say we were under the influence of a little Eric especially was under the influence of a little something. You know, smoking <laughs> that reefer. The tree tree. The good good. Yeah. And about literally 30 seconds before the ending we're trying to figure out what's happening trying to figure out what's going on and Eric just kind of leans over to me in his state and he goes yo watch this guy just get up and walk out of the room <laughs> as soon as he said it the fucking guy stood up and walked out of the room <laughs> we started dying but nobody saw that shit coming for real though but like the deaths were creative. There's a psychological element to it. That type of thing hadn't been done yet. So it's just a cool movie for the times. But it also again, has it also has the great Carrie L. I don't know how to say his last name. Els. You know who I'm talking about? The claw is coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're scared <laughs> of the claw. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, starting classic movies. So what? It's also directed by James Wan, which uh, we're gonna get back. Yeah, to he does a lot of good shit nowadays, like Insidious. His first and, film, yeah. Yeah, but he does like Insidious and um, the Conjuring movies nowadays, which are also great. Um, but yeah, my last movie on the uh, honorable mentions. I don't think any of you guys have seen this before, and a lot of people I've talked to do not like this movie, and they think it's boring as fuck. Um, it's the witch from a few from like probably five or six years ago. It was Anya Taylor Joy, one of her first movies. To most people, this movie is incredibly boring. But what I love about this movie is the mood and the atmosphere of it. There's nothing like crazy that happens in this movie. There's just from the, the get-go, there's this constant tension. It's not like ever edge of your seat or anything like that, but it's just this very subtle tension that lasts and kind of very, very slowly builds 
throughout the entire movie. There is no music in this movie, which just adds to the atmosphere and the mood and everything. Um, and I guess this would kind of be categorized as more of like one of those like um, like a film buff type movie, like the way it's filmed and everything like that. But I recommend everybody just see this movie once and just like kind of feel it. If that makes sense. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. All right. Part. Good little there. All right. My honorable mentions, I would say they're all kind of fun, except for one, which I think is really fucked up. So I'll save that one for the last one. So I got Gremlins. Okay. Aliens. Okay. Al- alien or Aliens? The original. Sorry, Alien. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, There's trick- a lot of debate about that because the original Alien a lot of people consider an action movie. The second one, Aliens, a lot of people consider a horror movie. No, I think it's vice versa. Really? People can, people consider the original a horror movie, and then Aliens is more like an action movie. That's where James uh, Cameron stepped in. And mm-hmm. kind of... Well, fuck me then. <laughs> um, I put Trick R Treat. Hell yeah. I watched that movie for the first time last year, and that actually falls under the uh, anthology category also and it does have a tie-in story i I enjoyed it yeah it's pretty good um saw evil dead original Uh, i was gonna put that on my original original the new one wasn't bad but the original those movies went off the rails too especially like yeah army of darkness yeah that (laughs) went off the rails i put all zombie movies. There's too many to pick one because I'm a zombie buff. That's why I didn't put any zombie movies in my top five because I was like, I don't know which one to pick. Rob, have you ever seen this one, Train to Busan? I think it's like a Korean movie. Everyone says it's really, really good. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I don't know. It's a zombie movie, though. I don't know if I've seen that one then. I haven't. I don't, the, I I think, said it. I don't even know if I said it right. I might have. I sorry if I mispronounced it. I think the only um, foreign zombie movie I think I've actively went out of my way to see was the one with Nazi zombies. Okay. I think it was called Nazi Nazi zombies. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, something snow. Dead snow. Dead snow. Yes. That yes. movie is great. So good. So it, good. I think it's on Netflix. That movie's great. I think there's a set. <laughs> there is a second one I believe and it wasn't as good. Yeah, there is a second one. It goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And then the movie that I put on my honorable mention, which I wouldn't say it's fun to watch, but it's definitely fucked up, is Hills Has Hills Have Eyes. The oh. original or the remake? The original. Okay. Like, I just remember being like, oh, my God. This is making me feel so uncomfortable. and it's, But it's, like, weirdly good. The remake was like that, too, though. See, I, I don't think I went out of my way for the remake because I felt a certain way after the original. <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever seen the original. I think I've only seen the remake. So Wait. I should probably go watch the original. Time- the original is great. The, okay, can you give me the years? The original the remake, was like, like the 70s. Oh, 70s. Yeah. Oh, then okay. Maybe I, then I'm, I guess the remake. The remake then. was like 2003 somewhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm same, talking about. Yeah. Okay. Same era as like the remake was like around the same time as the remake of Dawn of the Dead that Andy just talked about. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm talking about the remake then. I yeah, don't think I've seen the original. That was very un- – that. a lot of shit in that movie is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. But I remember being like, wow, that was like 
a good horror film that made me feel uncomfortable and could be realistic, and it made me feel even more weird. But how many times do you desire? How many? How how often since then have you like had the desire to watch it again? <laughs> I think I might have seen it three times. Okay, right, yeah, sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, great years. Yeah, not in a while, but I just remember it leaving. Like it's like almost the thing. It left such an impact that I was like, I d- will never forget that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, honorable mention. Honorable mention. I'll run through my list quick. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Love that movie. Um, I even love how how Freddy was in that movie, how he was like more comical, but like still like a scary monster, so to speak. Um, all of the Jeepers Creepers, even the new mm. one. <laughs> really good. Jeepers uh, Creepers. Where'd you get the peepers? All of the Chainsaw Massacre, except for the one, the newest one. The Beginnings? Yeah. Get that movie with a passion. I'm supposed to be making a new one of those, and it's going to be out on Netflix. Mm. Uh, of course. It's, I think they're giving it the Halloween treatment again, also, where it's just going to be a sequel to the original and disregard all everything else. Mm. That'd be cool. I'd be happy with that. Because um, I knew nobody would say it, and because Sean said I have bad taste in movies, <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, <laughs> well, at least he didn't say Leprechaun in Space. Those yeah. Leprechaun movies were great. They're, those <laughs> are so bad they're good. Right? No, Leprechaun in Space is just bad. It's it's not even. I can't I can't find anything good <laughs> in that one. Leprechaun in the Hood is like the equivalent of Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Also a funny movie and an awesome movie. Or Halloween H two O. Is that the one with Buster Rhymes? I think right. Yeah, no, that's that's, one. that's Resurrection. Oh, Resurrection then. Okay. The the reality TV show one. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, I forgot to mention last week. I heard recently that that's one of those movies where it wasn't supposed to be a Halloween movie. Like it was already an existing script about like this reality TV show where there's like a killer in their house and then they just like adapted it and made it the killer Michael Myers and made a Halloween movie. <laughs> That's oh, wow. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, with Sean about um, scary, creepy things and go with the ring. Um, but the Chinese version of the ring, ring you. Yeah. Okay. Fucking yeah. creepy. I don't know why it's always creepier in a foreign language. Those Japanese horror movies are on another level. And it was the same thing with the grudge. Like the grudge the US grudge was a remake of like the Japanese version. And there's something about like they're similar, but there's something about the Japanese versions that are just like darker and yeah. they take the creep the creep is on a whole nother level. Facts. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna join Rob with saying trick our treat. Love that movie. Um, Lights out, but not the movie. The Facebook version of the movie. That shit is terrifying. Oh, see, I never saw that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I saw the movie. I never. I don't know. No, I never saw the movie. I saw the thing that Andy's talking about. There's a short film that was on Facebook. Like I want to say, like two years before the movie came out. It's on YouTube. Go look it up on YouTube. Uh, Ah, yeah. Send it to you guys. And like the person like is walking through the hallway and the light keeps shutting out and she runs in the bed and she's scared and then she turns her light out and then her light that's on the nightstand turns back on 
and she pulls the cover off of her face and it's like this like ghostly like ghoul like fucked up face looking person just staring at her like bedside like and then switch the light off that's the end of the short it's really good but very yeah, creepy i want to i want to be able to sleep tonight so no thanks it is <laughs> and uh not very laptop. comforting watching my phone before i go to bed right how i'll send it to you before you go to sleep oh <laughs> the last one is uh sean of the dead when i first saw it i didn't get it i appreciate it more like over the years so good i love it so good can i yeah. add two more real quick sure <laughs> well sean reminded me of one when he talked about little kids being creepy what about orphan Mm. Oh my god! Great, great, great twist ending that I won't give away for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, go like fifteen years. It's been (laughs) fifteen years. I have a funny story about that. My coworker looks exact. Well, when she puts her hair in pigtails, my my old coworker looks exactly like the little girl from Orphan. And for like three weeks straight, that's all I called her. It's like, hey, Orphan, what's up? She's like, stop calling me that. Looks exactly like her. She hates it. She listens to the pod, so that one's for you. Um, told you. <laughs> Which you also, this is, this is another. This is another one. They're apparently making a prequel. It's going to be based on her when she kills the first family or whatever. I guess. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's like based on a true story where like some couple in like Ireland or somewhere like adopted a kid that turned out to be like. A fucking like twenty five year old girl that had like some kind of like growth disorder or some shit. I mean, she didn't fucking kill the family, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I want to throw in. This is for you, Andy, because you know, said we wanted to discuss this a little bit. Um, this movie is definitely too new to go on any kind of top five, top ten, or anything, but. I saw this movie recently. Me and Sean both watched it. We had a discussion about it. This shit. I can't. I don't. I'm still not 100% sure if this movie was good or bad. I just know it was bat shit and crazy. It blew my freaking mind. And we talked. We talked talked a little bit about James Wan. It's his latest movie, Malignant. I haven't seen it. Sucks. So damn bad. Rob, well, you need to go. Watch, uh, you can't watch it right now. This is not on HBO Max anymore. When it comes back, you ah. need to watch it. <laughs> we, we can't. We can't discuss this any further until Rob is it. I'll say this about it. We're gonna we're I gonna circle back to it on another episode after Rob watches it. Go ahead, John. It's on Netflix, I think. I think it's still on Netflix. I I still I saw it a couple weeks ago. Was you're cutting out, what? Sean. Um, what? I, Andy was saying something. I thought he was. I was, I was cutting him out. No, go ahead. Go. No, you're what? good. Go okay. ahead, Sean. Talk. <laughs> I'm creating a bunch of editing for you guys right here. Um, <laughs> We're live, pal. Psycho Sean. I saw it a few weeks ago. And people don't know how I feel about it three weeks fucking later. Because <laughs> it kind of builds, and you don't know what direction it's going in. 
and it could be a few different things. It's only an hour and a half. I don't know. Is it two hours? Movie. It builds in a way that you don't say to brag. Like I jokingly kind of predicted it. You can ask Gina about that. We'll explain it another time. But it builds in a way that you don't know where it's going. We have a few ideas in your head. But then when it when everything actually happens and then it goes from there, it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yep. <laughs> That's what I said the entire time while watching that movie. I don't know if I I think love it. I think in a good way though, but I'm still not sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if I love it. <laughs> because of like the creativity and it hasn't necessarily been done before or if it's just like so over the top absurd that it's like it's not fucking possible <laughs> okay, you're good for five minutes maybe no, ten. i'll give it i'll give maybe it more than like there's what one part where it starts and then it's good and then the movie turns to shit again Rob, you gotta watch it, and we should do like maybe a, a, a you guys should we should do a um, like an extra social media special just talking about this movie for like twenty minutes. For I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I'll destroy it then too. All right. Well, we have been going for over two hours now. Might be longest podcast that we've done. That's okay. We had a lot of fun. Um, See, and you want to do a top ten. <laughs> I asked you what you wanted to do. I know, but I, I said that's my fun. That's um, how you get the in, bro. That's how you get your stage time. The draw. Oh, word, word, word. <laughs> well, this was fun. Um, let us know what you think. I know some of the picks were a little ridiculous. Some of them were not ridiculous. Some of them were classics, and that's our opinion. Some um, of them were very obscure. Upskirt, yes. And if you if you decide to go out of your way to watch any of the movies listed, please let us know on socials. Tell us tell us what you think. If you've seen this movie that they're talking about that I haven't seen, tell us what you think. Um, next week, Halloween is sun Sunday, right? We will be reviewing next week's Squid Game, the Netflix explosion, the the number one show on Netflix for the last two months squid game red light so i haven't even started it the green light me neither <laughs> all right <This> spoilers is... <laughs> it's in the trailer yeah we're not yeah. spoiling anything <laughs> so uh yeah we'll go through all uh i think nine episodes uh next week go in at this point, there's a bunch of Easter eggs and stuff that we might have missed, and we'll kind of go in and break it down, and it's going to be full spoilers, boys, so you two haven't seen it, don't listen. Sorry, I won't, I won't watch, listen, or support next week. Damn. I'll, go, I'll circle back to the episode after I watch it. All right, well, <laughs> yes, sir. as yeah. always... Remember to like, share, rate, review, comment, subscribe, and follow us on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Thank you, Shawnee D. Thank you, Brett, for coming on. Hope you guys had fun. I'm Rob Zidaneo. Oh, whoa, Daddy. I'm Andy Vivian. And we are out. Bye, bye.